Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 81 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am your host, he who really likes those uh, real estate in the Imperial City, despite the fact of bad neighbors, a.k.a. Daedra. That's right. And with me this afternoon, well, he who's running the stream and running around Craglorn with a cat, another cat, and another cat. I mean, it's so much cat, it's insane. That would be Nate. How are you, Nate? I'm good. It's almost predictable, isn't it? Just me running around a dungeon full of cats. Well, I mean, do you like cats? Are cats a thing? Do I'm you... partial to to the feline quadrupeds of this planet. Now, do do you... Now, this is something I'm sitting here thinking about going, do you like cats and are cats liking you? Are you tricking the cats into liking you by carrying moon sugar in your pocket? I paid for them, so they're going to do everything I tell them to. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Also joining us, Avi, the altaholic who needs to go and, and get into some uh, rehab for all of his altaholicism. So stand up. Tell us who you are, Avi. Uh, I'm Avi, and I'm an altaholic. <laughs> Hi, Avi. <laughs> no. Hey, everybody. You know, uh... I'm doing good. It's uh, it sucked to miss last week, so I'm happy to be back. Oh, we're glad to have you back. It's it's sad when when my co-hosts aren't here, and it, it makes me upset. <sighs> yeah, I don't like. But then then again, I get to listen to an episode without my voice in it, and that's that's kind of nice. It, it's like the old times. <laughs> oh, I get to listen to the podcast. I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Also joining us, special guest back again. Setsua, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. Now, in pre-show, you did mention you're going to translate this into German for our entire German audience, so do not uh, fail yes. them. <laughs> it will take a, about a couple of months, but I get half of it done. <laughs> All right, so by the time you actually translate this entire thing, everything we would have said will be irrelevant. Ja. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Well, um, we had quite a bit of news this week. Some of it is kind of like whatever, but there, there is a good bit of news and we're going to go over it right now. Uh, first off, we had another patch for the Elder Scrolls Online patch 2.1.5 hit this week, which was an incremental patch that fixed a number of known issues from the latest um, update, including UI scaling being reset which I didn't really reset my UI, so it didn't really affect me. Uh, Crown store consumable scalings, um, missing fires in veteran white gold tower and more. Size of the patch was approximately 275 megs for English, 500 for German, and 1.2 gigs for French. My goodness, those French people. 
You have to have such a large patch. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the one thing I noticed that they didn't fix in here, which honestly I think is probably my massive complaint, is um, the loading screen bosses. I'm pretty sure they need nerfed like really hard. Yeah, they didn't even mention them. People were surprised. Yeah, it is a little surprising. Um, Nate, before the show, you and I were talking, and honestly, we were going nuts over the Imperial City, how much we liked it. Uh, oh, it's not strictly speaking what I said, but yeah. Well, we were going nuts about Imperial City. Yes, yes, I, well, yes. Yeah, we were going nuts about Imperial City. Um, but honestly, yeah, the load screens are about the only thing that are making this very, very difficult to to do. Yeah, I've got a, an SSD running inside of this. I've got like twin NVIDIA GTX 970s in SLI. It's a very powerful machine, and it takes like two minutes to load Cryclone. Ooh, Riddick. Totes wow. Riddick. Yeah. Uh, just be like, I'm playing the game right now as well, and I did something incredibly stupid where I jumped into Craglorn, or not Craglorn, uh, Imperial City, and I got on top of the you know, on the safe spots that you're always on top of. And I accidentally clicked the button to go back into the back into the uh, the, the the Alliance base. And I'm like, no, that's going to be 10 minutes of loading. I, I thought I was getting ready to loot a chest or something. And here it turned out I was just activating the door again. So that that kind of sucked. But. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, all right. Um, I don't know. Anyone actually play any of the new dungeons yet? I've played. Um, I went through some of the Imperial City dungeons. Um, well, one of them. Well, the sewers. It's 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 good. It's fun. It's very different. It's quite difficult <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing a veteran... What was it? The veteran... Not sewers. The prison? No, no. I haven't done the white gold tower yet. And Mm -hmm. we were with one VR-16, two VR-15s, and we scaled it down to VR-1, and we were still getting murdered. I've heard it's very difficult. It is. It is but I liked it. All right. I'm trying to go through here a little bit faster. There were some issues with the Imperial city prison in both normal and veteran. And this is something that I haven't had experience with myself, but I'm kind of curious um, the way they talk. Did, do they change the bosses? Like, I feel like the Imperial city, normal and veteran dungeons are the exact same bosses like how how when you go into the veteran modes of other dungeons they change the bosses and the storyline yeah but uh, i haven't checked that so i'm not too positive i'm thinking it's the exact same dungeon huh. just scale kind of like how world of warcraft did their veteran dungeons um that's that's what i'm thinking it is i could be wrong but i don't know i hear one of my khajiit they're fighting bad khajiit Bad Khajiits. <laughs> well, it's because there's only one window open and four of them, and they all want to fit in this tiny little window, and it just doesn't work. So, yeah. So that was the patch. wasn't a whole lot. Um, 
it's nice to see that they fixed some things that were causing issues, but the major issue, at least that I feel, that everyone feels, is loading screens. And I'm really surprised they didn't fix it with this this, this patch. So, all right. Let's see what we got going on next here. Next up, new Elder Scrolls Online t-shirts in the store. Ooh. Um, I kind of want to get everyone's opinion on these. I personally didn't like them. And let me, let me, let me rephrase why I didn't. I do own like four Elder Scrolls Online t-shirts. Okay. So don't get me. It's not like I'm against swag. I, I love the physical swag. Okay. I'm all over that stuff. Um, I have all the guar. I have all of that stuff. So that, that's not it. It's just style wise. I'm a gamer and they made it look like a baseball t-shirt kind of deal like that whole style um and i don't know why but it just doesn't appeal to me so i wasn't real fond of them but i could be a minority avi no i i I do not like them they uh they remind me of like a college fraternity kind of style t-shirt or like you said baseball which uh it doesn't it doesn't fit for the for aldmeri and daggerfall i can kind of see this shirt if it was like mages guild fighters guild but even in that i'm not a i'm not a fan of the art style yeah yeah uh setsua yeah i I really don't like it i'm not even really a big fan of baseball itself so (laughs) for them to have this on here it's just not my taste so i probably won't be buying another shirt right nate what about you sir uh i don't care about t-shirts this is what I want. I want them to release real versions of some of the clothes in the game. Like, they should release real versions of the costumes. That's mm. what I want. Mm. I want to walk to the shop in a wedding dress. I want to wear... <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I want light armor to go shopping. Right. And that's what I want. And you know that we buy it. This oh. is the thing. Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no, I totally I totally would. Um yeah, I, I would in a heartbeat. Absolutely I would. Uh my goodness. Can you imagine excuse for Ren Fair? Come on now. Yeah, I would go for LARPing in my local area. I would definitely wear some like Dunmer armor or something like that to there. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I mean I, I like if one thing in a game, you guys all know I'm kind of outspoken against uh, the crown store for in-game stuff, which cause I, it's just, I like to be able to, um, you know, earn things in game. But if you give me physical swag to walk around like my town in to give off the game, there's a reason why I have like three year t-shirts and continue to buy more. Every time there's a sale, I, I have to buy myself more elder scrolls online t-shirts. Cause that's just something that I remember back in the day, you know, playing World of Warcraft during its height, walking around in like a World of Warcraft hoodie or something like that. You just see people in the street and they're like, oh, you play too. What server are you on? And so I like showing off the games that I play with with clothing and apparel and things like that. Just it's really cool. And that's what I like to do. So no, I'm the, I'm the same way. But at the same time, it's like if I was wearing my Ebonheart Pack T-shirt and I walked by a Dominion guy wearing this T-shirt. There's not enough faction controversy to like where we'd look at each other like, oh, okay. You want to throw down? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. You want to throw down? <laughs> exactly. I'll oh, drop my oh. Starbucks right here. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> down, with, down with the queen, yelled across the mall. Yeah. I, 
Um, I'm pretty sure Nate's not allowed to say that or else he might get arrested. So oh. um, I've no idea. I just accidentally ended up taking on a whole bunch of Vettel Evans and Craglorn and wasn't prepared. I wasn't. We're not prepared. We're no. not prepared. That feeling of death. Uh, what am I not allowed to do? Sorry. <laughs> uh, shout uh, like death to the queen. No, um, I think they call that treason here. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then as they're hauling you away, it's like, no, no, I mean Queen A. Rand. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, I meant Queen A. Rand, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was what uh, Avi was saying. I'm shouting across like a mall death to the queen, and I'm pretty sure you'd get arrested for that. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if you like these kind of style T-shirts, they're there. It's I I have the one that's Ebonheart packed, the gray T-shirt that says Ebonheart packed with the red dragon on. I really like that one. Um, it's one of my favorites. In fact, I'm wearing it right now, even though you can't see me. Um, I Would I buy more like that? Absolutely. I, I love those. This one just I, I was not fond of the art style. And that's personal preference. Totally personal preference. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just, I don't like it. <laughs> um, all right. We had another Loremaster archive hit, Modern and Historical Riding Mounts. Ooh. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in checking out that Loremaster archive, head on out to the official Elder Scrolls Online page to read that. I'm not going to make Nate do it now because he's he's doing Craglorn. Um but yeah, no, it, it it was a fascinating one. Just kind of talking about different uh, racial mounts and how why they were in or why they were actually um, used in the various areas. It, it's interesting if you like that kind of lore, which I obviously do. Um, following up again, Mister Mendo's Travels: Stories in a Vice Volume Volume Two is now out. So if you're interested in following uh, Mendo on Reddit. He has his second one out on the official Elder Scrolls Online page. Have you guys been reading these? Yeah, um, I think. Keep, oh, go ahead, Nate. No, Guess it's first. okay. Guess well, I was, I was basically going to say no. So, oh, <laughs> well, it's oh, a Khajiit. Okay. Why? Why would you not read something that a Khajiit had to say? Uh, work. Ah, uh, that's see, that's this week. That's a shame. Uh, Avi. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think they're pretty cool. You know, like I said before, I really like these whole community spotlights. And I like how they uh, they added his story with the Imperial City and how they can kind of do this with all of the new stuff they add into the game. Like he could write another one for Arsenium. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like the idea of where they're going with this. OK. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rather. F- I, I like these. And for those who don't know what this is, this actually started off on Reddit as somebody just role-playing their Khajiit, Mendo, Mendo, yes, Mendo the Khajiit. And he he was just taking random questions, and he would answer anything that there was to say. Like, people were asking him, like, you know, what color car do you drive in in pure Khajiit? He's like, I have no idea what this is. (laughs) But he, it was, it was great. Like, it really, it was very fascinating, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, it's just funny to get a laugh in. So it's kind of nice to see, uh, Zoss, you know, bringing this out. So yeah, that's another one. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's see here. I'm going through this news as quickly as possible because we have quite a bit of things to talk about in, um, our tales section. 
But first, ah, there was another bit of news. Population increased slightly in the campaigns on the US EU PC mega servers. This does not apply to consoles. This only applies to the PC. So they've increased the population. This is from Brian Wheeler. Based on Q and population numbers, we have opted to increase the population cap slightly on campaigns in the US and EU on PC Mac to help relieve some of the Q pressure. Our current suite of campaigns on the EU and US will our, our current suite of campaigns on the EU and US will remain as it is for the time being. I guess that's on consoles. So, uh, anyone surprised by this? That's Avi. No, no, not really. I've been hearing a lot of problems with queue times, and so it makes sense to me for them to do this. Okay. All right. Uh, Setsua. Oh, no, I'm not surprised at all, actually. Well, I'm kind of curious, just for the fact that you do play on console, have you been doing any PvP on the console, and are you experiencing as much load times? I I experienced a lot of load times in Cyrodiil. Okay. Uh, most definitely, especially around, I would say, Eastern time, 4 or 5 o'clock to 8, 9 o'clock is usually when the little kindlers go back to school so around that time is when there's like a lot of low times and then it drops off so it's it's like 50 50 for the most part okay all right all right and nate the biggest problem i have is the loading times regardless of the queue i've never had a problem with queuing to be honest on the eu server it's not too bad but the the loading times are what drive me nuts they can be they can be long. To give you a really, really English explanation, it can be as long as it takes to make me a cup of tea. <laughs> like I can go make tea, come back, and then it'll have loaded. That's a very English answer. It is. I like it. Okay. Well, how long does it take you to make a cup of tea? <laughs> I don't know. As long as it takes a damn thing to load. About three minutes. Oh, that it's is not, pretty it doesn't excessive. Take, yeah, it doesn't take exactly three minutes to do, but it can take a couple of minutes sometimes. Hmm. Well, that is unfortunate. Um, yeah. See, I'm not experiencing any queue times, but then again, I'm playing on Thornblade, which... All right. So yeah, it's... I play Thornblade. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, I know it's not the popular campaign, like because I'm looking at the campaigns right star. now. Uh, for you, it's Azura Star on... For yeah. us? Oh, yeah. No, Azure's star here is capped out right now, full for everyone. True Flame is also full because I think the reason why so many people are going to these ones now, and let me let me fill this out because I was looking at some of the other ones and how they're not really that full. Chillrend is, is capped out for EP right now, but the other guys have nothing. Uh, the resources, Hatteras, is capped for... Aldmari Dominion and Daggerfall, but there's like zero EP presence at all. Whereas Thornblade right now only has two bars for EP and one for everything else. It's not heavily used. And the reason why I'm thinking it's it's this way is because of the change to the reward systems since this update. Remember how much rewards you get for the 30 days with the chance at the the gold items? Yeah. I think that's why those campaigns are experiencing the issue now because everyone wants to go to these campaigns where there's a chance of them actually getting some decent rewards, not just 
whatever it is that they normally get, which was almost nothing before. Before, it didn't really matter, right? Because you weren't really getting much of anything anyway. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, I've not been a massive PvP player um, until fairly recently. And even now, I'm not very good. I'm, I'm still kind of learning a lot of the mechanics of the PvP stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've never really known what exactly I'm meant to be getting out of PvP in terms of rewards. Like, I just get them every now and again. I don't really know what I did to get them. Right. So I never really noticed any of these changes yet. Well, it was a lot of the... It's not the rewards you get from just randomly the rewards of the worthy, even though you can get some good stuff from that. It's the end of the campaign rewards that if you've participated and done fairly well, you get a good bit of reward. Not 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 like what you're getting before where it's like, oh, you got yourself about, I don't know, a thousand gold. Whoop-de-doo. Now there's a chance of you getting legendary quality items, things like that that are going to really, really drive people to go to these 30 days. Because even if you're in the top like two percentile or something like that for the um, for the seven days, you only get purple items. So only you get purple. That's pretty good. Well, here's where it's purple doesn't matter if you can upgrade it yourself but you can't upgrade jewelry yet. So to get legendary versions of jewelry would be pretty amazing. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I got a, if I got a purple VR 16 of some item set that I wanted yet, you know, I'd be happy as a clown because let's face it. I can then just upgrade it manually. Right. Unfortunately, you can't do that with jewelry. So if I got a legendary version of the jewelry, I'd be all over that. Yeah, that makes sense. The jewelry is definitely something I'm interested in a lot more now because I'm Vet 14, which up until very recently was brilliant. And so the jewelry became the thing that I was really having to use to get some of the set bonuses. Right. So yeah. I can see that being being more of a pain if you've been Vet 14 for a while. Yeah. Um, and the new jewelry that came out from uh, the dungeons, the willpower, the agility sets, and I forget what the other one is. Yeah, they are selling for huge amounts of yeah. money right now. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I saw one today go for 800,000 gold. 800,000. Mm-hmm. Yup. And what can happened? you imagine? And the dungeons drop them, but they only drop them in purple. I think you can get them out of the rewards of the worthy and legendary. Oh, really? Wow. Well, in that case, whoever paid 800 K for this one got totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I see. I'm not sure if they changed it, but I don't even know if you can sell the ones from the rewards of the worthy. So you're kind of, kind of, Oh yeah, that's there. a good point. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, I want to say a special hello to uh, Justin G and Marth. Oh, uh, I'm just going to call you Martho. Sorry. <laughs> Martho something in chat. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we were talking PVP and of course they they're ringing in on how PVP is. And I believe Justin, you play on consoles. Uh, oh, it's win on stealth. Yes, I do remember you, sir. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't seen you in forever. Now I know you're probably playing on consoles. Uh, Wow. Because I actually haven't, I haven't kicked him from the PC guild yet. Because you know, obviously, we have a a thirty day uh, retainer type thing just to make sure we have an active staff of players, right? 
And uh, I made a little note saying, no one kick him until I can reach out to him on on, <laughs> on Twitch or something. So, um, yeah, it's it's nice to nice to see him in, in chat again. So that's awesome. I'm really excited. Really, really excited. Um, again, I'm going to say this is speculation about those willpower rewards. But the fact is, I knew that was one of the only ways to get legendary jewelry that used to drop from trials i still think it's one of the only ways you're gonna get it from from uh if if the dungeon stuff drops so pvping might be something of note which that's that's interesting yep okay gotcha all right well he transferred over sad to see you go from the pc side man but hey i'm glad you're uh enjoying consoles that's a weird direction to go actually from pc to console it, you know, like you uh, would have thought in my head, I would have thought people would get in on console and, and I am not like a, uh, you know, PC master race type supporter. Like I only bought a gaming PC about 12 months ago, um, but it is a lot better on PC, a lot better. This could be one of those things, though. I know a lot of the consoles is because if you think about it, they're often a lot cheaper. Right. So if you if you had a if you had a PC that could play elder scrolls but not well and then you could get it up to you know decent frame rates on an xbox one or a ps4 yeah i could see people switching over but and well to be honest what i meant better i meant specifically in terms of pvp and because actually i could see the argument for it being better on console if you're into story and lore and what have you because you get to sit on a couch and just go through lore and it's more like skyrim which is kind of why they released it in the first place yeah let's be honest but it's uh it's interesting if you're into pvp and you go from pc to console that's interesting yeah it's unexpected i bought the transfer not yeah but you buy everything man you buy everything (laughs) yeah i do i do it's a problem own all the things i own all of the thing well it's one of those things where i do love this game right and i want to support the developers despite the fact that i don't necessarily agree with some of their choices um which obviously i don't and i i make myself known on that but i still do love this game like immensely because it's elder scrolls right Mm. um so I will support them. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't even own a PS4 or an Xbox one. Cause I am a PC guy. I've always been a PC guy. Uh, I will always be a PC guy. Um, because I just, I like PC better than consoles, um, to do all my gaming on. So that's, yeah, that- I, I like to do it because I get to play on my ultra wide monitor. Mm-hmm. So I play it like, I'm not sure what the exact resolution is. It's like 21, nine, aspect ratio which on the stream actually if you're on the stream do have a look at the video because um it's a very wide cinematic image yeah i can't do that on my um well you can now actually you can get curved monitors but it's not it's not the same as having a curved ultra wide monitor the only reason i'm mentioning this by the way is just so i can brag about my screen resolution (laughs) (laughs) like that's it i'm not i'm not trying to deny it it looks amazing and I just want people to know how amazing it is so everyone gets in on the action. Nice. It does look pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Je- I'm, je- I'm jealous of what I see on the screen right now. So. A little gel. 
<laughs> I I'm still trying to talk Thais into letting me buy it because you know you and I had talked about the different monitors and she's like you don't need it I'm like but I do and she's like no you don't so I'm trying to trying to warm her up to the fact that I do really really need this thing so let me buy it because I want one um let's see yeah and I have mine connected to just a TV myself my so it's not if I wanted to play on quote unquote on my couch I could because my couch is right over you know next to my computer I could just hook up my controller and I could play on the couch because let's face it like while there is no native support PC has this wonderful thing called other programs like Xpatter that would just allow me to remap my keyboard for a random you know controller and uh, it works great like I if I want to that would that would be why I would do it um, but I'm too I'm in love with my add-ons I would not not want to go anywhere where I couldn't see my damage numbers and because I'm an MMO player and that's what I like to see. So, all right, Toy Box, greetings, welcome to chat, welcome, 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 welcome. Make yourself at home. And how in creation do I get that treasure chest? I'm in Imperial City right now, and I walked up a ramp, and I can see the chest is underneath the ramp, but I have no idea how in creation to get underneath the stairs so I can get to it. Uh, Imperial City problems. Oh, no, and there's someone else trying to get back there. I'm going to stab them. Right in the... (laughs) Oh, there's like three people. I should just bring mobs over and, like, run them into them. Like, that makes me angry. Uh... It, it Xpatter does not beat native support, but I mean they are gonna bring that to PC, which then would nullify any reason for me to ever go to console. At least that's what I feel. So, yeah. Uh, Toy box. It's not it, the the topic wasn't PvP versus console. It kind of went off topic because we were talking about campaigns. Um. And whether or not console was seeing some of the issues. And then I saw somebody in chat who used to be on PC who now plays on console. And then we kind of ran off into a a tangent. (laughs) That's all that was. Uh, We were actually just talking about the update to uh, PvP campaigns in PC. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll move on to our next topic, which is the kind of a sad bit of news. And I'm I'm upset about it. I know some of the other people in our in our community are as well. Um, I know I was speaking to Varwin from Quest Gaming Network about this, like the day it happened, I was like frantically texting him um, that the Tamriel Chronicle and the Tamriel Town Crier are being retired. And this is from the official forums um, from Jason Levy. Ever since the first issues of Tamriel Chronicle and Town Crier, we've spotlighted your Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited creations, including art, music, videos, podcasts, articles, and events. Um, they've had a great run. Today, we're announcing that we'll be retiring these programs. We will continue to regularly share your creations with the world. We'll simply do it via our social media channels, here on our official forums, and our ESO Live. Please continue to send your creations to us at the aforementioned address. Um, you can also post your creations on the form, share your best stories, talk about events, and share your latest creations. 
Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Who who wants to take this first? I've I like the the chronicle. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one that shows a lot of the art because it is interesting to see other people's interpretations of mm-hmm. characters and areas. The problem I can imagine they're having is that those things tend to take a lot of time to find, to curate, to post. And they're probably just looking at the page view numbers that they're getting on those on those uh, sites, weighing it up against what the people who are managing them could otherwise be doing for the community and deciding it ain't worth it. It isn't worth it. And I can understand that. I think it's a shame, but there are also so many places out there, people posting their own stuff on forums, that I don't think that it needs to be curated by zos necessarily um so i'm sad about it because i personally quite enjoyed it but i can also see i can also guess the conversations they had internally that led to it yeah okay uh avi uh no i don't like this uh i think it was one of those things that zos did to support their community and it makes you kind of go well why what happened nate makes a good point it could be that but you know uh Lots of people are upset, kind of like what he said. It's one place where you can go and see all of the news in one place. You can see all the artwork and all of the cool stuff. And now they're pretty much like, oh, we're going to just spread it across social networking and ESO Live. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, well, what is that? That's kind of, that's kind of like saying, right, well, we don't care anymore. So that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of us, like they're talking about doing their social media channel. I don't know who does their social media channel anymore. It used to be Jessica Folsom. I don't know if she still does, but whoever does it now kind of sucks at it. The only people who they even retweet or do anything from their social media are like streamers. They don't, they don't do any of the podcast. They don't do any of the art. They don't do any of that stuff. These things do generally tend to be one person who does them. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, and I don't know. I think I really feel like they've switched like somebody else has taken over because Jessica used to, you know, she used to do a, a good job of of finding all of our stuff and, you know, doing all of that. And now it's kind of like, nope, like you just I think don't she's on maternity it. leave, isn't she? I don't know, to be honest. I don't think she left. I know. No, she was there recently, um, but. Whoever whoever's taking over now kind of just it sucks, especially for some of the other things like podcast in general and and some of the other videos and and stuff like that aren't getting tweeted out anymore. Like they they just don't. Um, And a lot of people don't visit forums. Let's face it. They just they don't. So they they will look at the front page because it's easy to see. There it is. Hey, look, here are all the podcasts for this week. Oh, I've not seen these guys before. Let's check that out. Or, oh, they've released a new episode. Let's watch that. Um, And now it's not not quite that way. Like, yeah, I do post our stuff on the forums. I know other people post stuff on the forums. Um, I also can see the page views on, on the forums. And I know that the amount of people who look in the forums are not near the amount of people who look at the front page. So I don't know. It, it just, and it honestly, I don't know why, how do I want to rephrase this? It can't take that much time to do. 
Like that's it's just in my mind, it can't take that much time to do this because they it's not like they actively go out and search. They required us to send them, you know, our stuff. And yeah, but they'll get sent so much stuff, honestly. And a lot of it will be crap if I'm oh, yeah. being perfectly blunt. Sure. A lot of it. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I do see the the crap part of it. It's just it. it this was one part of the Zoss side, which was really great because they were, it was just a way of them giving back to their community, right? Kind of showing like, Hey, we're not like EA, you know, like who don't really give a crap. We, we like your stuff and we want to support you guys by, you know, throwing your stuff out there and, and letting other people who are interested in the same thing, maybe find it. Cause I know quite a few people who, listen to our podcast now who never didn't even know what a podcast was until I mentioned it and I had to explain what a podcast is and how they could get it. But that was, you know, if I hadn't shown them how it was done, they would have never found it. So it's just sad to see this part of the community program go. Cause it was, uh, yeah. it was very nice for whatever reason. I'm not saying they didn't have a good reason. They very well might have, um, but it, it's just sad to see a community thing go. I mean, let's if you look at it even from a um, more of a social aspect or something like that, let's 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 kind of go a little bit more of a social. It doesn't have to be about a game, but just say you had a I don't know, a, a, a Burger King who every Friday gave burgers out to homeless people. Right. That's a great thing they did. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, we can't do it anymore. We're stopping. Well, they might have had a real reason to stop. Obviously, it hits their bottom line, but it's just sad to see that social program end, right? Because it's essentially bad for the community in and of itself. Now, not quite. I'm not comparing, um, <laughs> you know, people's artwork and, and podcasts and stuff to feeding homeless people, but you get the you get the idea. It's just sad to see these social programs end. So. All right. Anyone have any final topics on that before I move on to the next little bit? I'm good. Okay. All right. Great, great. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, let's talk about not quite ESO Live yet, but um, I want to mention one other thing. If you're a stamina user, a stamina DPS. That's me. Okay. Me too. This does affect you guys. Um I've been talking with several people over at Tamriel Foundry and a few other places, and I don't know if you guys feel it, but do you feel a little weaker this patch? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Do not fear. Do not fear. It is not intended. It is indeed a bug. Okay. Oh. Um, this was found by several people, and it's posted on the forums. Um, there is a passive. Under the medium armor, which I'm sure you guys have taken, let me pull it up here. It is the agility passive. When a medium armor set of five or more pieces equipped increases your weapon damage by 12%. All right. That's yep. a massive boost. It is not actually working. Like, um, even though it affects your character chart, like it shows your weapon power going up, we've had several people test it. It actually does not matter. Your damage stays the same. It's affecting your character sheet, but it's not actually applying the bonus. So that's wow. 
that's why like a lot of us were like wow like even uh outcast uh one of the guys i follow on tamriel foundry for stamina builds um he has a great build i think i linked it last week was even mentioning going yeah at the beginning of the patch i was considering going back to magicka because i was just so weak until we found out that it you know people are doing the tests they're 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 keeping the the medium armor on their same armor sets doing test on damage and then switching over to not medium armor doing it again and seeing this exact same damage so it's not actually applying so stamina users don't feel too bad we're just bugged at the moment so sorry sorry sucks to be us um yeah all right so ESO Live this week happened, and there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about from ESO Live. First off, the cat will remain at VR16 when Orsinium's released. And Zoss will be talking about removal of veteran ranks altogether after the release of the next DLC. They keep saying this. I don't believe a word they say unless (laughs) it actually happens, because they were saying that we're going to get rid of veteran ranks and then they increased them by two. Like that's not even not getting rid of them or leaving them the same. That's literally not getting rid of them and making more of them. Yeah. So (laughs) the next step down is just not interfering with them at all. And another step further to actually removing them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if, if that doesn't happen because it's clearly very, very difficult what they're trying to do. And I don't envy that task because they're basically having to undo. I've just found a chest. Just one second. And they're having to undo <laughs> everything that's been in the game yeah. right since the beginning. So, I don't know. No, Personally, I quite like the veteran rank system. I honestly don't mind it. I I like it myself. It's... It, I mind 16 of them. I don't, I don't even mind that with the fact that they, they've been nerfing down the amount of time. I, I always saw this as a type of gear grind in progression where... With the type of game this is, when you gain more veteran ranks, you can get new gear then. You're not wearing the same gear forever. And I have a feeling like when they remove veteran ranks, that is what's going to happen. Is that people are just going to wear the same gear forever unless the set gets nerfed. So I I don't know. Um, it's going to come. It's going to come with a. You know, it's going to be a V3.0, V4.0 scale change to the game. Yeah. It, and it's going to be not just veteran ranks are changing. It's it's going to be like, it wouldn't surprise me if they change the, you know, the whole concept of a set bonus. Mm. You know, like you get a bonus specific to each piece and they leave it at that. Or you level up in specific pieces of armor. Like you level up your arms versus your legs. Um. Like, I think they have to change things at that level rather than just keep things the same as they are, but just change the system. It's going to be whatever they're doing. It's going to be huge. Um, I want to do another shout out here. The unofficial Elder Scrolls pages is in our chat room. So that's awesome. I love you guys. You are like my hero. And I know Nate probably feels the same way. Oh, I adore those guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unofficial officially, but officially official in our hearts. Mm hmm. If you're a lore nut, definitely check them out. Um, yeah. yeah, uesp.net, fantastic resource. Um, they said that veteran ranks were supposed to be temporary, if I remember comments from an old lead dev correctly. Let me, let me add on to that. 
originally veteran ranks were not temporary. <laughs> they were, th- th- it's interesting if you go through the development. When the game was first released, there were no veteran ranks. Or not even when it was first released. I shouldn't say that. Um, when it was first in alpha very, very early. Before the any, like, before they added the silver and gold content, when they originally faction locked it, veteran ranks were not added. They were, everyone was supposed to get to 50 in their in their zones, and then they fight off. And you, the only way to get to other zones was to make an alt. People complained, saying they wanted to go everywhere on one character. Um, so then they had to come up with a way to allow people to still progress their characters. And they came up with the first iteration of veteran ranks. That's how the game launched. The whole reason why veteran ranks even showed up was because they made the change to add the silver and gold content that was not originally in the design of the game at when it was originally conceived. So that's how we got veteran ranks. They decided to quote unquote, remove veteran ranks. Um, after they had such a huge drop off of subscription numbers because of how grindy people felt the veteran ranks were. And I also, Which they were, they, they were, but I also think it was a combination of they made the zones difficult, which I would have liked. But obviously, in, in today's modern games, people just, you know, they don't they don't like that kind of difficulty. And it was such a departure from the one to 50 experience from when you could solo everything in one to 50 up to the veteran ranks, where then it was like, if I don't have a group, there's no way I can down. You know, if I get a group of three veteran mobs on me, I'm dead. Um so that was when they said, OK, we're going to remove veteran ranks when we come out with our new system, the champion system, because they wanted to have a way of advancing your character post 50. Well, veteran system as our champion system, as you know, came and they weren't ready to remove veteran ranks yet. So that's why we still have them. Yeah, 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 that that's that's the story. I just wanted to clarify how all of that, how we ended up where we are today. That is how we ended up where we are. Um, so if you really think about it, all the stuff that we hate could really be blamed on ourselves. <laughs> the whole reason yeah, why they yeah, added veteran was yeah. because we wanted to go everywhere on one character. Well, now that you say that, I'm actually pretty happy we have veteran ranks because I, I was one of those people, people complaining about that, that I didn't want to have to make alts to see all of the land. So. You not wanting to make alts? <gasps> Gasp! <laughs> that, that all that all started after I started playing this. Game. Okay, all right. You, you didn't want to be forced to make alts. You wanted to make alts yeah. for the sheer joy of making alts. <laughs> I see. see. When I play when I play Skyrim, I have a jack of all character trait character. This game, you have to be a knight blade or a templar, so it forces you to play alts. Right. No, I I, I hear you. So now I, I completely understand. It makes sense. Oh, and I see a DC character right now, so I'm trying not to die. But he looks really, really scary. I'm sitting here staring at him. I don't think I can take him because he's probably wearing PvP gear and I am not. So I'm going to hide in a corner and wait for him to leave. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I go and I'm I'm about to attack somebody and all of a sudden they do like ferocious leap and I'm like, oh man, it's a Dragonite. I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> Get my Templar out of here. 
Right. Because I have problems with Dragonite in PvP. Oh, man. Yeah. And that seems to be all I run across. So. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it sucks. All right. So that's what we were talking about. Anyone have anything they want to say about that? I, I tend to... I tend to believe Nate with this one where I'll believe it when I finally see it kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they've been talking about this removal of veteran ranks for a while. Like even after, even after this DLC, like I remember, was it Matt, not Matt fire or it was, um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? He, he just left for shirt guy. Oh, Paul Sage, Paul Sage. Thank you. Uh, Paul Sage had mentioned that after the DLC for uh, Imperial City came out, they would look at removing veteran ranks like now it's after Orsinium. We'll look at removing veteran ranks. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, there's a lot. They 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 essentially built this game from very early on. At first it wasn't. But then when we had to be added into the zones, they built this game to have veteran ranks and now it's kind of like how do we remove them without breaking the world so will they come up with the solution i'm sure they will but i mean it, as of right now they i i think they're kind of going we people are hating these we got to get rid of them but we have no idea how to get rid of them because they're so ingrained kind of like removing a tumor that's wrapped around your heart it's like uh... <laughs> Man, I'm but just... with lo- but with lowering that's the dramatic. XP, i know yeah that was dramatic wow <laughs> I, I know i but really went low- dark but with lowering the xp and all of that uh might that implement maybe saying okay we can just keep the veteran ranks like you know if they make it so it's not such a grind and not such a, such an issue for everybody to where it's like well why do we need to remove them now you know, I honestly think if they did something like that, like they made them so they were almost nothing, I, I don't think it would really be that big of a deal. Some other people are complaining about the difference between veteran ranks and champion points in PvP. Is there a discrepancy? I do believe there's probably a discrepancy, but they talked about this, and it's not so much even the... I don't think... I think the champion point issue will exist even with veteran ranks, and that's going to be the fact that people who have so many are going to are are significantly more powerful than people who don't, and that's just the way the alternate advancement system is. And they had talked about adding in a cha- or a system um, or a campaign that just you don't have any champion points. You know, I mean, when you have these alternate advancement systems, of eventually someone who plays a lot is going to have a lot of points. And uh, this, but you know, like you added it in, it makes people feel good because they're advancing their character no matter what they do. And it, I think it was a good change uh, in terms of competitive PvP. Probably not so much, but if you, it, you could argue that Cyrodiil is not really competitive to begin with because it's it's not balanced in the way that most competitive PvPers see it. Right? It's it's quite collaborative though. I like oh I like the collaborative nature of it. Oh, I like, agree. It never feels to me one-on-one. It feels group-on-group. And that's a problem for me being primarily a solo player is that it's quite often one-on-group. And that's where I don't think I get the value out of it. Right. But that's you're you're essentially playing the game as it's not meant to be played, right? I'm I'm playing that bit. 
uh, definitely as it's not meant to be played. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying everything. It's just PVP, especially Cyrodiil, is meant to be that big group PVP. And if you're going to yeah. go solo, well, you're you're taking your life into your own hands, so to speak. But they taunt me with this storyline achievements character driven progression in the pvp and i'm like that sounds a lot like a single player job see that's why you just need to come on the u.s server and play with me because i even when doing cyrodiil and stuff like that i tell people i'm like hey i'm stopping and reading this book okay you just yeah you hang tight you don't want to read it watch out for me okay (laughs) <laughs> you know what though I, I i've looked at what is my i'm not going to do it now because i'm fighting a boss in craglorn but i played the game for something like 28 29 days of play of gameplay time like that's a really quite frightening amount of life um <laughs> i'm not ready to do that all again just to change servers this is true this is true yeah. you know Zots, i'd love to allow us to change mega servers <laughs> ah, just merge them just you know i would actually be fine with that like, you know, the EU mega server used to be in New York or it used to be in the States on the East Coast. And honestly, it's now in Germany. I don't notice that much of a difference. A lot of people say that even Estelian goes, to be honest, I thought it was better when it was in the yeah. US because I'm not getting I, any better ping response. I think we are seeing it through London eyes, because if you're in like Eastern Europe, you are going to notice. Sure, sure. You are definitely going to notice. Anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, dude, you should make you should make a, a character on EU. Are you kidding me? I still only play one character. <laughs> I'm worse than you. I don't even have alts. I mean, I have alts that are essentially banker tunes. That's what they are. Like I, I got one character. Do, do you even do you even ESO? <laughs> I ESO. Let me let me do a play time right now. Uh, I have played my main character for forty days. 17 hours, 47 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I play one character, and I, I love one character. I I, like... I love one character, too. I only have two. I have two. I have I have my pack mules, a couple of them, yeah. and I have my main, and an alt that I play with my brother right. in AD. Yeah. Oh. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I would have understood if you didn't even mention that out of pure shame. Well, I've always considered myself something. Look, I'm an imperial, right? I'm 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 exempt from a lot of this kind of race specific BS. So I decided I just like everything. I like everyone. I don't hate anyone. I'm a nice person. You know. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I don't. I don't know. I, if I were you, I'd be ashamed. I I probably should be, but. If you spend quite a lot of time in Cyrodiil, you kind of get a bit, um, what's the term? What's the word? Uh, bohemian kind of, I don't know. It's like living in London. You get used to seeing people of, of all backgrounds and, and races and, and cultures, and, and that's kind of lovely. And you never, you never, I don't know. You could either become very hateful or very not hateful. And I'm definitely very not hateful. Plus Queen Arun. Mmm. <laughs> I can't stand her. And listen, I've done a lot with that queen, and she likes me. Oh, I do you know what that do you know what that oh. does to my ego? There's no there's no quest there's no ego quest line, but trust me, if there was, <laughs> I would be maxed out on all stats in terms of the my ex- exploration with that queen. 
<laughs> I I love how uh, all of that was very suggestive. And in terms of suggestive, the only character that I would indeed spare from the Aldmari Dominion is Not Star. Really. No, oh uh, Raz. No, she's she's blood for the pact all the way. She is EP, yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. But uh, Raz, you know, I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost who looked a lot like Nariu the other day. I know that's incredibly like niche. <laughs> that sentence only makes sense on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but she was familiar. I I think I would riot if uh, Nariu died. Like if they killed her off, I would literally riot. Like, mm. I would drive down to Zenimax and, like, flip chairs. Like, when Dark Brotherhood comes out, <gasps> I guarantee she'll be making an appearance. Yeah. Oh, she better. Oh, she better. Do you really feel like she's going to make an appearance, though, because of the... Let's let's get a little f- philosophical here. Because of the philosophical differences between the Moreg Tong and Dark Brotherhood. Because it's a... Yeah. Dark Brotherhood's a each other faction. Exactly. But they don't, they don't like each other, though. Doesn't that make for an incredibly compelling storyline? Side with one of them. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I I would be so torn at that point though, just because it's like, okay, I I would like Dark Brotherhood because it's Dark Brotherhood, but it's Nario, so Dark Sisterhood. Dark Sisterhood. Yeah, it's like a really bad porno, but I like it. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I love her. She's fantastic. And I, well, I don't think they'll kill her off. Oh, they better not. They better not. I don't. I don't think so. Oh my goodness. Too much. Too much people. Too many people love her. You know. <laughs> we were talking about that. Like some of the main characters, like Queen Aran. I think she sucks. But then again, Jerun the uh, Skull King's kind of like meh. Uh, you could argue that Emmerich's a little better, but I think it's just because of his voice actor. Like, I think he's interesting, but even he's kind of, eh. It's the side characters that are interesting. The Razamdar, the Darien Gutierre, and... Um, Stibbins! Stibbins! Oh, Stibbins. who doesn't love Stibbins? Um, those side characters are really the ones, in my mind, who are the rememberable ones. It's like, yeah, I, I fight for the pact. Yeah, my king's Jerun, but I have Naru. Yeah, right on, right? You know? I, I just don't feel that much pride for the king of, of Skyrim. Um, but the side characters are really, really cool. Um, <laughs> Toybox says, for me, it's Shalador quest with Sheogorath in the Oblivion. Sheogorath was hilarious. Yeah, Shalador is really cool, too. <laughs> oh, Shally. Shally. Yeah. <laughs> I, old Shally. Old Shally. I, I, I love Sheogorath. He's like one of my favorite Daedric princes. Even though they at, they had a new voice actor, but yeah, he still did really good. From the Skyrim one, or did they? Well, the the voice actor that did uh, Skyrim and Oblivion, they didn't ask to do it again for the Elder Scrolls Online, so it's a whole new actor, and a lot of people were very upset about that. Hmm. I honestly didn't even think they would do that. The old actor was Wes Johnson, and. Man, he's amazing. That's Johnson, that name's really familiar. What else does he do? Uh, he does so many voices. Uh, I want to say some, but I'll probably be wrong, so I'm not going to. Okay, <laughs> so he's just he's just they, a heavily used actor. Okay, yes, they do do that. In uh, just to sort of step outside of the game for a second, in uh, in Destiny, they just replaced one of the. They just completely replaced one of the characters. Um, I don't actually haven't played Destiny really, but one of the one of the 
little things that follows you around everywhere. He was voiced by Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And he didn't want to or couldn't do some DLC VO work. So they recast him and got the new actor to do all the old lines. So it was consistent with all the new lines, which must have sucked to do uh-huh. that. <laughs> right. Right. They even add. They even added a couple lines for the prophet in ESO that has a new voice actor. Sometimes you'll hear him yell out, and it's like, "What the heck did the prophet just say that? That wasn't his voice, and it's a whole different voice actor." Well, that's because again, this goes back to the changing of people didn't like being shoved into those islands. Again, this is us making those complaints. And well, it all it also goes on the line with them hiring such big actors to mm-hmm. do such iconic characters because they're going to make these characters iconic. But then when DLC comes out, they're like, well, if if uh, the girl who did if Katie Beckinsale, whatever her name Kate is, Beckinsale, isn't, uh, yeah. yeah, isn't available, then we're going to have to do a new voice actor. Yeah, and yeah, and most likely she's not. She might not be available because these are really big actors. So. Well, it's kind of like the whole, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's kind of like what happened with uh, the change right before launch with the, oh, you don't have to start in Bleak Rock Isle anymore or Canarthi's Roost. It's like, would you get these guys, Kate Beckinsale, to come in for two lines? Because essentially, they changed the opening line only. Because remember when you landed on the island, they're like, I'm here in a land of whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, they changed all of that. Uh, and say you, I'm in a place called Davin's Watch. You should head there. But you know when they changed it, it's like, well, I am in Davin's Watch, sir. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you hire these these big actors to come back for one line. They, most of them be like, no, I'm busy. You know. Yeah, they did the same thing with Final Fantasy uh, Realm Reborn. Um, Heaven's Ward. They changed everybody's voice. Um, in that expansion, like no one sounds the same. Yeah. Well, they did. What well, was another game that did that? Uh, Guild Wars 2. They had yep. uh, Felicia Day, who did Zoja's voice. And mm-hmm. for several for several scenes that she was in for the living story and stuff like that, they didn't even have her voiced because they couldn't get her in to do the voice. So they're like, well, let's just not voice it. <laughs> so, yeah, it it is kind of interesting like that. So, all right. Um. Wow, that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, tabbed guild banks and guild bank permissions are coming next year, maybe with Dark Brotherhood. Nice. Um, as a guild leader, obviously, you know, the Wings of Fate guild for um, Dungeon Crawler. Uh, that would be nice because as of right now, like we we have a policy of an open guild bank, but unfortunately due to the sheer amount of people who are in the guild, we can't have it be open, right? Because we've had issues with people just going in and, and taking everything that they could get their grubby little paws on and leaving, um, which was disappointing to say the least, right? Like you want to be able to trust people in your community, but unless you keep your community to a very small number, how can you? I have to agree. And the daft thing is, I'm a very honest. I don't even know. Can you tell how men who takes what items out or to an extent? Um, you, so it, what can an owner, a guild owner see? Because I've never known this. Um, actually, I pull it up right now. I can see every transaction in the guild bank. Here's the problem uh, to probably help with server, you know, lag and latency. They only let you see up to a certain number of transactions. So if right. someone wanted to hide a transaction, 
all they have to do is take it out and then take a bunch of stuff out, put it back in, take it out, put it back in, take it back out. I see. Yeah, you can hide transactions because you can see a certain number. I don't know what the number is completely, but I know it cuts off at a certain point. And mm. I I used uh, Roomba already. Like I would remove something from the guild bank. And this is how I noticed you could do it. And then I use Roomba to restack it, which pulls things out, stacks it, puts it back in. And then I went back and looked at the log and went, wait, where was the one item that I removed at the start that I actually kept? It pushes it out because the log's only so big. I see. You see that wonder because I, I'm what I was going to say is I'm, I think I'm a very honest person with our guild bank. So my my guild, Aelith, um, we have a, an open an open guild bank and I do regularly take stuff out, but I always try and put something back in, you know, so I keep I keep my recipes and things for when I take it out, just so I feel like I've sort of given back. I'm not just going and taking. I'm not just going and giving. I sort of do a bit of both. Right. Um, and I kind of do that because I feel that that's fair and I want to be a good member of the guild. But at the same time, I always feel guilty if I just take something and I don't have anything worthwhile to leave. But I sort of think, well, if someone's keeping an eye on this, they can probably see that I generally try and put in um, what I put back. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is that one of the things that I do is that if I'm looking for something specific, I'm always sorting by price because I can generally tell where in a list something will appear and the list is usually very, very long. And I have to say, every now and again, you see giant stacks of something worth 800, 1,000 gold. And I think, ooh, that'd be nice. And I never do, and I never have, and I never will. But I could see how someone who is maybe less bothered about the ethics of being in a guild could see that and just say, you know, that equals quite a lot of potions mm-hmm. uh, and help themselves. So, And that is a general issue that we have. It's because people do see that. It's like... You want the, you know, as a guild bank, that's what you want to have open, right? You want to have that open so that people can, you know, that's what the whole purpose of a guild bank is to help support one another. But when you can't control or when you have a very large community that, you know, you don't necessarily know, like in, in, in DCN, we have a lot of listeners. Like, do I, do I think we have the best listeners? Absolutely. But, you know, it would be irresponsible to assume that everyone who listens is going to not look at that stack of, you know, Rubenite and go, wow, those sell for 150 gold a piece. And there's a thousand of them in here, you know, taking them out at level two. So they have a big bankroll of of gold to start. Yeah, exactly. You know, and in games like this that are it's i almost feel like it's a generational type thing in older games that were more group fate like group focused mmos that were group focused that's where guild banks kind of began because even if you had the best gear you couldn't do it by yourself right you just needed huge amounts of people to do these things so guild banks were a way of funding a guild to get together and do things it was not so much about the individual and in other countries, uh, specifically Japan, for instance, with their Final Fantasy, uh, they talk about the mentality of of the of the player. And maybe Nate, you can give me some insight here. But the mentality of the Japanese player, and they talked about this in their game, is group first. Like the it's all about downing something for a group. Whereas in at least in the U.S. The U.S. has that hero mentality where it's all about me. I'm, you know, the Lone Ranger. I'm, you know, I'm the hero of the story. 
and therefore it's a very me 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 type of mentality yeah but i think as well there's a i don't know like the the mmo and and esports side of things in in asia is just historically quite different from what it is over here mm-hmm. and what it is in the us so i'm not sure exactly how that um has translated over the years right one of the things that i i thought you were going to say when you mentioned japan is i've always been interested in japanese sensibilities towards ownership and it's really affected how digital music has not taken off like it has in the west so things like spotify it's just not a big deal over there because everyone's still buying cd singles because everyone likes uh, uh, you know feeling like they own a physical product in in japan and so i thought you were going to say that the you know stores in these games aren't quite as um or, or rather they're very very different because people generally have a different sense of ownership over certain items or certain things um and then you didn't <laughs> wow. so i said that just so i could raise the talking point yeah no it, it's true and man i wish you would have been like yeah that was you talked about that earlier made me sound smarter than what i really am i like it um welcome jared into the chat room sir thank you for joining us um it, it is and it, it it is that sense of ownership whereas when people share when it's when it's a small group of friends let's talk about it like this when it's a small group of friends the friends go, this is for all of us. This is how we all do better, right? Yeah. But when when it's not, when you're not held accountable to your friends, when you're not going to see them and go, dude, why'd you take that out? Did you need it? You're, you, you have some random person who, you know, may or may not follow you for, for whatever you do, like in terms of, of, of DCN. It's mm. because of the podcast. We don't know everyone. It's not like I've been playing with these people for years. They've they listen to the show and, you know, fans of the show. But, you know, we don't know them. We try to get to know them, but we don't know them on that level. So we've and we've had people like that who just took everything that was of value from the bank and we had to close it off. So. But, you know, I mean, how much of a problem is it really? Because you still have grades and you can, uh, if you're a high enough rank in the in the guild, then you can have access to the bank. Isn't that, isn't that the case? Uh, actually, let me look. As in, you know, not everyone who joins the guild suddenly yeah. gets all access to the yeah. whole of the guild stuff. Like you can, so you can set it to somebody you know. So if I was in your guild, I'd mm-hmm. like to think you would trust me with your guild bank, mm-hmm. probably, uh, as I would also. But yeah. if it's just a random person whose name you don't recognize, whose character name you don't recognize, maybe you want to try them out for a little bit and see if they're a decent sort of person first. Well, yeah, you can do that. And and there, that is, permission is there. But the current permission is either all, like they could take everything, or nothing. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. So they could go in and clear you out, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. You know. So you need, like, a limit. You need to be, they need to be able to say that you can have limits of up to five items per 24 hours or something. Yep, and that would be... Because then alts wouldn't, because alts wouldn't tie into that, because it would be account-wide. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things they're doing with tabs. Tabs in other games, essentially what would allow you to do, it would be allow you to set permissions to tabs itself. So, like, you could put the items that actually have a value to to uh, behind 
I guess, you know, blocked areas going, okay, only my officers can get this. So if someone needs it, we'll help them, you know, craft their gear or whatever with these valuable items. But we don't want any random person. But do we care if the green recipes are taken? No. Throw them in an open to everyone kind of thing. Hmm. And that will definitely yeah, be helpful. I guess I guess I guess I like that. I like the idea of having tiered access or, you know, if you put items of a certain value in, then you get that back. So, you know, if I put in a, if I don't need, um, you know, a particular stack of mats, yeah, I could put that in. But I can take an equivalent stack out that I do need there. At go. least then at least then it's fair. Oh, yeah. And that's. And that's really what we're I know we're all kind of looking for is that we want to be able to give people the ability to get stuff and and to delegate permissions and tiered access without giving them everything as of it is right now. It's either you have access or you don't. And that makes for a very difficult type of 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 game because it's like you could have somebody who you think is okay, and then all of a sudden they take absolutely everything from your bank and are gone. So, um, new weapon types are are something that may be done in the far future, but not the near term. So, possibly new weapon types coming. I know people have been uh, clamoring for spears because that was a thing in Morrowind. <gasps> yeah, nice. underwater. They'll never do underwater. But... Underwater they won't do, but I, I don't know why they wouldn't have spears. Do you know what I wish they would do? Crossbows. Because there is one. If you do, you know, have silver shards from the, uh, what do you call it, uh, skill line? The Fighter's um, Guild. Fighter's Guild, thanks. Yeah. The Fighter's Guild skill line. Like, that is actually a pretty decent weapon um, if you're using it in the right scenario. I would love to see more crossbows and then being able to have a range of ammunition for that that you could you could buy like that would be pretty cool exactly yeah yeah no i i would love to see a type of crossbow um spears are something i'd be very interested in you know Uh, what i want to see i want to see throwing knives kind of like in the uh in the beginning cinematic trailer the dc guy has those tucked away blades you know and chucks them at people well, you I have like, a I skill like that, like that called hidden yeah. knife. <laughs> hidden hidden blade. Yeah, hidden you blade. can you can you can use that. Yeah, that's quite good. That's in the What's that on? That is on dual wield. There's one I called flying that. flying blade is the morph, I think, isn't it? Yes, flying blade is the morph. Yeah. Or or no, there's oh, deadly there cloak. Deadly cloak. Uh you get a a throw of something, I think. And then there's flying blade as well, which is the secret dagger one. Jared in chat because how long has the game been out? I intend to purchase it soon. Um, for PC, it's been out since April 2014. And console was just released, what was it, a couple months ago? Yeah, and the good version of the game was released a couple of months ago. The first year was pretty <laughs> much a beta. Yeah, if you weren't a fan of Elder Scrolls, yeah, it was it was it, like and it, like they added so much in that year, like just the theft system alone made this game feel like an elder scrolls game like i play other mmos and that's one thing that i even i even talked to some indie developers and stuff going are you planning on allowing people to steal items because that is just that's something i can't get in any other game right now and it is probably one of my favorite things just even though i like to play a holy type character the whole mentality of going i could steal that should i steal that 
no, it'd be wrong to steal that. I should steal that. Uh, it's a fun thing to have. Um, and it, it's, it's just, I think it's one of the things that make this game fairly unique in the, uh, MMO, uh, space right now. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm killing something and trying not to die at the same time. Okay. We did that. New weapon types. Merkmire has not been abandoned. That's good to know. At least Nate, that should be exciting for you. Yeah. Um, sadly it has been shelved, uh, for now because the develop team had been swamped with other projects, uh, such as dark brotherhood, thieves guild, Arsenium. So no ETA on when that's coming out, but it has not been canceled. It's just not being worked on right now. Um, kind of disappoints me because the way they were talking about it was, it was meant to be another Craglorn and I adored Craglorn. Um, I know we had a lot of fun with our Craglorn nights just because of that group gameplay was just a lot of fun getting together with your guild, running around. It was just something different and and fun. Speaking as somebody who's currently running around with his guild in Craglorn, I can uh, attest to that being true. Yeah, Craglorn is not very fun by yourself, but if you have like two other people, like a tank healer and DPS in a group, it you can do almost everything and it's just a ton of fun um it, it just it really is and i'm really disappointed right now i'm in imperial city and i'm looking at a statue of an imperial and it has a cloak and i want a cloak but that is not coming into the game so sad um a new trial is in the works that was from eso live they have confirmed that we we knew that and we talked about that before so which is good um Still sad they didn't scale the trials up, but that's something else. Guards, aside from player guards, when the player portion, the PvP portion of the justice system comes out, will never be killable. I guess that's kind of good. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. It doesn't bother why, me. Why, why do you need to kill a guard? Go, go do something else. Yeah. Get, 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 get out of town, kids. I mean, if you could kill the guard, what would stop you from being, you know, unkillable, essentially? Right, like, just yeah, you can have a big old bounty, and it doesn't even matter because anytime a guard comes up, you just kill them. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I I like that the guards were unkillable because it did give you that little sense of danger. Going, I can't just sit here like in Skyrim and kill every guard that comes at me, and then be you know essentially free. You can't but, kill them, but you can get away from them. I think it's perfect how it is right now. I agree. I agree. It definitely is. It is good how it is because. You make a game too easy. All that's going to happen is someone with a really good build is going to run out there, steal 5 million gold and bounty, and just sit there and kill every guard that comes at them. Yeah, that is, that is exactly what would happen. You're right. Um, yeah. Super important note. If you've been doing the treasure vaults in the Imperial City, you should wait till tomorrow, the day you're actually listening to this podcast if you're not here live. Because they will be giving two set items instead of one in next Monday's patch. Uh, I don't know if that... Actually, I, I could have read that wrong. It could be... If we don't get a patch Monday, it might be the next week. So check the patch notes when they come out. They specifically said when they patch, they're they're making it so the treasure vaults give two set items instead of one. So if you have those keys, hold on to them. Don't, don't miss out on the two items. So... 
yeah, I like free stuff, right? Um, free is good. Free is good. Sort of. Sometimes. Unless it's free to play, then it's bad. Yeah. And it's really bad. And I hate these stupid casters who put um, ice on the ground and I can't get away. <laughs> it makes me sad. Oh, I'm going to die and it's going to be awful. Uh, all right. Um, in the next few months, Zoss will be looking at how Imperial City is working and will determine whether or not they want to change access rules for the Imperial City. Thoughts? Mm. I wish you could get into it without having to go in through the sewers. Um, you just just mean you just want to walk into like the front gates? As in, if I'm coming in from outside of Cyrodiil, yeah. I, I want to be able to go straight into the city. Okay. And I can't do that right now. Makes sense. Okay. Um, I know one of the things they're talking about is actually just the... The, right now they have it open and I think a couple episodes we were talking about um, the fact that they removed the locking and uh, Setsuo we were talking about that as well um, yeah I I liked when it locked out it gave people a reason to go oh I want to get in the Imperial City let's take some keeps yeah exactly that's how I felt about it too but um, I, I hope they lock it the only thing that Imperial City means to me right now is oh crud do i have to run farther or is it going to be a short run <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all keep ownership means to me now and that's pretty sad too i think yeah yeah all all i know is if i want to go into the sewers for a little bit and all of a sudden i get into pvp and one of my towers is taken or whatever the keeps is taken so i can't enter that's that's gonna ruin it for me i'm like well i'm not gonna go I'm not going to go do this for 30 minutes so I can go do the thing that I want to do. No thanks. I'll just hop back into PVE, I guess. I don't I don't like that idea of it getting lo- of me getting locked out for them saying, "No, you have to go do the other PVP stuff we had before for you to get into the PVP stuff you now like." Okay, fair enough. All right. Um and finally, Zoss is working on scrolling combat text, buff debuff indicators, and nameplates, which will be available in the very near future. Um, oh, leave it to the leave it to the mods. Yeah. Well, what about consoles who don't have mods? Make it for consoles, then. They've got a bunch of UI tweaks for themselves, anyway. Mm. Well, I'm actually thinking we might start seeing mods soon on console, especially with Bethesda pushing. Uh, with like Fallout, remember they're doing mods for Xbox and stuff, which is kind of yeah. insane, right? Yeah, yeah Xbox awesome. has a little bit of it as well. I thought about just buying an Xbox just for just to do that with Fallout because that's a uh, would be something very cool to do finally on consoles. Yeah, it. it dep- I, I honestly see the Fallout thing as a test bed for Microsoft and Sony to see if they want to allow it in the future. Like if it if it takes off and it in some way I'm going to assume that Microsoft or Sony can monetize it, like say needing to have Xbox Gold or, or PS Plus in order to upload and download mods, I think they'd keep it. Yeah. I, I think Microsoft would actually be I would have a little bit more advantage over Sony in that department with mods at least. Because they work with a lot of the computers that can 
do all that stuff. And Sony is kind of just on consoles. They haven't really worked with um, too many computers, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, Jared, uh, game is a lot of fun. All of us can attest to it. <laughs> uh, we podcast weekly. Every Sunday we're live at 3 uh, right here on this channel. Um, and it is on iTunes. We're on iTunes, Stitcher. Just look for us for uh, Tales of Tamriel, our search uh, Dungeon Crawler Network, and you can find all the podcasts that we do here on the network. Uh, we do a couple of them. So if you're interested in just ESL, search for Tales. Um, but if you're interested in some general gaming and, and uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the, the network does a bunch. You can find it either way. And uh, it's all available, Stitcher, iTunes, any other podcast reader fun times um yeah win on stealth I, I i do think that mods will be eventually coming um but this is something uh nate that blizzard did when a mod became so like they kept uh metrics of this and when a mod became so popular that an a certain percentage of the population was using it they just added it into the game hmm. and did the mods did the devs like that the, the mod well, devs the mod devs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, most mod devs, they liked it better than having to update it themselves. And it's not like most mods were charging. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless you were charging for your mod, I mean, it is what it is. But the you got to think about it. The reason why most of these mod developers right now are developing is because they want to design the game that, the way they want to play it, right? So to have the developer go... So many people like your mod, we're just adding it into the game. Then they get what they want without having to work, you know, to update it every time a new API update comes out. So, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe some mods got a little, you know, bum hurt about it. But I mean, in reality, it, it, people, a lot of people are using buff trackers like Strendar and uh, Foundry Tactical Combat right now. Like a lot of people on the PC are using it. I use it. Uh, anyone who does any type of progression rating uses it. Uh, hard mode dungeons use it. PvP uses it. Um, so that's I feel like that's why they're adding it into the game because they're like, hey, people are wanting this. Um, more people are clamoring for this than who are not. Because at least even with the people who don't want those things, they can toggle them on and off. I would rather have the option, you know, to toggle them off and make it feel more like single player Elder Scrolls than not have the option at all. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, hey, you don't like it? Turn it off. Uh, One of the things that included in this, which is something like Thais refuses to use add-ons in this game, with the exception of one. And it was uh, Harvin's subtitles because, you know, sometimes like you're walking around and NPCs have conversations. Yeah, I've, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's like sometimes you just can't hear it. And before they fix some of the audio issues, there were issues like hearing it, like you'd be doing a main quest line or something and the people would be talking and you couldn't hear them because of some weird issue with the sound. Um, All right. So, you know, I'll tell you something. So you just I was trying to work out why since i've been streaming my frame rate because i normally get a smooth 60 frames a second Mm -hmm. and it plummeted it's been hovering around 25 which for my rig is just unheard of so i just disabled all my add-ons 
and it's shot back up to a normal amount, a normal level. And I, that is discouraging. Like whatever add-ons, and there are a lot of them, and a lot of them were out of date, but they were causing like a 50%, if not greater, slowdown on my frame rate. Well, a lot of people, even Zoss was saying, just to piggyback off that, which is another kind of uh, positive for them adding some of these more popular mods into the game. A lot of the crashes that were happening when Imperial City first came out that people were reporting were due to Mm. mods, out-of-date mods that hadn't been updated. And let's face it, as much as we love this game, it's, it's not World of Warcraft, right? Like, people leave this game fairly often and a lot of mods like there have been developers who've stopped developing their mods and there's been a big resurrection type project which gotta love those guys who are resurrecting some of these popular mods but a lot of mods have been abandoned right yeah Uh, because the guy no longer plays like they i just don't like the way the game plays now i'm not interested in it and they leave um and if they add these these things into the game at least then they would be maintained by the developers right yeah i mean the different i cannot express quite how much of a difference it has made having this uh disabling the mods like clearly i'm gonna have to do an audit of all my mods and figure out what's causing that slowdown because that was ridiculous and it's only affecting it while i'm streaming because i'm streaming at crazy high resolution high bit rate um simultaneously Mm-hmm. And normally, I obviously, normally I wouldn't notice, but having, doing the stream, which I haven't done before on the show, doing the stream at this high res and having everything set to ultra and to max and having the dodgy add-ons, clearly that is enough for my performance to start getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really interesting. Oh, totally, totally yeah. interesting. So I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I like this change because, as I said, even with World of Warcraft, when a mod became so powerful or not powerful, uh, when a mod became so used that it just was 30 percent of the population was using it, they just deemed let's just add it into the game right now, you know, and I think that was good for the life of the game, to be honest, just because it was like some people didn't know how to use mods, install them or any of that. And it was just a way of going, listen, this is super useful. Let's add it into the game and then people can use it or not use it. And maybe not cause some of those dodgy, you know, slowdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, uh, I, rem- I remember even Skyrim did this. Uh, back in the day, there was a mod where you can build your own house. And uh, they win. They checked that mod out. And all of a sudden, they released a DLC called Hearthfire. And it was the exact same format how this guy implemented building a house in L- in skyrim so hey dalen thanks for uh showing up man glad you were here he was just leaving so i'd say bye <laughs> well just another little thing kind of like what we're talking about oh yeah yeah mods are mods are wonderful but if you think about it you're essentially adding outside code into your game into a game that's been developed for certain code and you're adding other code into it 90 percent of the time if you send a message to the support desk with a problem, they go, do you have mods? Can you disable them and see if you still get it? They get beef for that, for you know, blaming the mods and developers. And I am generally on the, the mods side of this. But if, if 
I had been saying, you know, it's just really weird. I'm suddenly getting really weird performance in my game. I hadn't thought about disabling the add-ons because I hadn't really noticed it was an issue until tonight. And the first thing I did was, you know, disable the add-ons and it has fixed the problem. Yeah, it's I'm like, I can't I, get away. I, I can't I can't get away from that being a fact. I've literally just discovered that in the last 30 minutes. It, it I mean, honestly, it, it's a general troubleshooting going, hey, let's start with what we know. Let's just rule out the fact that it's not a confliction with a mod, you know, an yeah. outside thing that we can't control. We control our game. We can't control what mods you download and install. So let's let's get back to a base so we know what it is you have and like obviously you've seen you had a massive frame rate drop until you disabled your add-ons yeah so because that's just it zos does not control them and i i'm i come from a tech background and i i know nate you do as well it's one of those things where it's kind of like if someone gave me an android phone and they're saying there's an issue it's like well can we bring it back to factory you know, can we remove your special modifications that maybe you did wrong? You know, that's that's how it goes in, in my book. You got to bring it back to a base level first just to verify that it's not, you know, a manufacturer problem, which in some cases it is, but some cases it's not, you know, and that goes with anything. It's like you buy a, a lawnmower and it's all of a sudden stops mowing. Did you make any modifications? Well, yeah, I uh, extended the blades out 12 feet. Well, that makes it hit the side of your mower deck, <laughs> you know, um, just random silly things like that. You got to got to think about that. All right. Let's see here. We're done with news. We had a while, but uh, let's talk about our gameplay because I know I've got a lot to go over and I know some other people do, too. So let's start with Setsua first. All right. Well, for my gameplay for this week, I have pretty much played my Dunmer Dragon Knight. So I've been trying to get back into the game lately, uh, mostly because my son decided to subscribe to ESO Plus um, out of nowhere. So that was kind of interesting. And I've done a lot of fun story quests that I have not had a chance to do because I don't even have a veteran rank character yet. Because I, I literally love to explore. I wish there were some people to role play with, but that's not possible because of the chat system. But um, I've I've actually got to do a couple dungeons finally as well. So I, I've been very busy in ESO. Um, it seems like the community has been um, better at grouping with each other, especially when it comes to PvP. That's when everyone just groups. I haven't seen anyone just kind of single it out so it's been a lot of fun nice nice um nate yes um well i have been getting involved in imperial city i find it very difficult if you're not with a group of people which i know sounds obvious but i tried anyway um you can't do it it's very hard and my guys i'm an ep and it's full of bananas (laughs) everywhere so it's been quite a challenge, but I've enjoyed the new environments a lot more. I've enjoyed some of the new, the, just the fact that everything is new. So everything just I, was just engaging me a little more because it wasn't familiar. You know, some of the new environments, uh, I particularly like the design of the dun- the um, the sewers. I think they're really smartly designed, very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel vast 
because they've just they've got an eerie sense of familiarity in each one, and yet you're not sure if they are actually new. So you take that yeah, turn, I've... and it's like it feels like I've been here before, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and I like that in general. I think that's that's been pretty good. Right. Nice. Um, and I'm also doing some Kraglon because I'm almost at Endgame. As in gold endgame. I've oh. been trying to do it as slowly as possible, but I'm pretty much running out now. What? Where are you? Are like? Are you veteran now? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. V fourteen. Okay. V fourteen. V fourteen. Okay. Um, but I was, I was, I, I was waiting to to max that out until there was some new content, okay. and then we got new content. So I decided to carry on a little bit, but obviously I'm leveling up a lot faster now. So. Yeah. Yeah. The fifteen percent. Um, experience nerf to the yeah, veteran it's... levels. Yeah, yeah. No, that that went pretty well. Are you like I know you've been playing the Imperial City, and I'm not going to ask for spoilers, but did you do the main quest that was there? Um, I started it. I haven't done okay. it, finished it yet. No. Okay. Uh, no. pay close attention. It's really good. <laughs> it's really really good, sir. Um, I have the final quest to do. But it's this is the one the Drake of Blade stuff. Uh huh. She's annoying yeah. like crazy, but the rest yeah, of her, is really her cool. voice is annoying. I think I think she's cool. I like her. Oh, you do. She looks. I I like how she's. I like the whole like. Oh, are you serious? Oh gosh, I can't even. I can't even contemplate somebody joking at this matter right now, and all those little things that she says. Yeah, but I've only talked to her in that beginning that beginning a uh, quest though so okay you haven't you haven't done all of it yet either no. okay um i wow i just got murdered and i don't know why i gotta toggle that recap wow huh interesting um i got murdered I, she annoys me like she just really does and i i get that's the type of character they tried to make her but uh the the story though isn't very enjoyable like when you do it like follow very closely you're a lore hound like me there's a lot of references to a lot of things that'll make you go i know what that is so (laughs) i i haven't even finished it yet but like the entire quest line like i've been doing i've even well i'll get to that when i when i talk about my gameplay but um i've been dragging people along and standing there absently while i'm listening to everybody I make them stand there and wait. Avi, Ark, looking at you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're just standing there in my dirty house going, well, are we going to do something? And it's like, maybe. At, at first, at first, I was so confused, too. We're all just standing there. Then you ran into another house, and we're on the roof. And I'm just like, I'm just like standing there thinking, what are we doing right now? <laughs> then, then I finally came to the conclusion when you typed, do you hear them under us? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's questing. I was like, okay. Ah, KDR I Mickey see. jumped into our chat. Sorry to interrupt uh, you. No, no problem. Hey. I was just uh, I was just watching him earlier on Classic. So hello, nice. Uh, Jeff, I haven't done it yet. Maybe I'll like it. It's a really. It's not terribly long. Uh, I will say for those of you who like solo, you're gonna be kind of upset because there's two quests. Um, the one in the temple district and the one in the arena district that you cannot solo. Like, no, there's you just can't do it. Um, the events you have to do are just well, I guess I shouldn't say can't. Maybe you could if you had a really good build. But 
Um, I know in the Temple District, there's an event in there that's it's just wave after wave of enemy, and then a giant boss comes down, which is like a dungeon boss, like literally a five man, or four man dungeon boss. Um, I would be surprised if you didn't have issues. So I don't know. Maybe you can do it, but you're gonna have issues. Everything else that I've seen, I'm on the final quest. I don't know if that's gonna require a group, but at least those two of the original six. Well, there's seven quests total for the story, but two of the six at least need a group. So if you like running solo, you're going to need a group and you're going to need a group of a couple people, not just like one person. You're going to need a tank. You're going to need at least one healer. And from there, so I have an AD character trying to kill me. So that sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess the rest of my gameplay has been mostly Imperial City, like tons of Imperial City. And, oh, I've been having so much fun in it right now, like insane amount of fun. And I'm going to kill this, kill him, kill him, kill him. Oh, no, I'm going to die because he freaking murdered me. Oh, no, I might die. I might die, guys. Oh, no. Sorry, this is awful for show. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is mostly what I'm doing right now, and that is doing Imperial City. Uh, I did get to try, um, oh, what was it? Um, one of the dungeons. Which dungeon was it? Prison. Oh, the prison. Yeah, the prison was good. The prison was really, really good difficult though oh my goodness it was so difficult so very difficult like but difficult in a very good way like um we started at vr 14 and then um when it no we had more than that it was more than vr 14 i was vr 15 at the time and we had a vr 16 tank no vr yeah vr 16 healer vr 15 tank um and it we scaled it down to vr1 and we're still getting our bums handed to us like it was really really difficult um and i'm not really sure it's just we didn't know the mechanics um but there was quite a bit that was very, very difficult. And I managed to get away from that Almari Dominion guy. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, now I'm in a safe spot so I can talk. Um, they are insanely difficult for what they are. And even the Imperial city as itself is difficult. And Nate, you and I were talking about this before. The reason why it, it feels like the gold and silver zones prior to the nerf. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. Well, it definitely feels closer to that. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't basically just walk in and piano key everything, and that you have to. You really have to think and plan, which is great because I've got sick of not thinking or planning. Right. Yeah, you look at a group of three mobs going, "How am I going to kill these guys?" For me, I look for the nearest place to 
um, line of sight them, like I will often throw like a spear or something and then yeah. run around and try to get them to a point like when they come around the corner of a doorway, I can then jabs them or wrecking blow them to kind of CC them. And then I just keep running around. That's how I look at that when I'm soloing things going. How am I going to deal with this being outnumbered? It, do you use executioner? I do. I do. Because I sometimes do, uh, sort of I can't decide which one I prefer, Executioner or Wrecking Blow. Because um, you can easily use them both very complementarily, but um, I don't know. They they seem like I'm only ever going to use one or the other at any moment. Wrecking Blow is the one I would use for anything under, until they hit 25% health. Because yeah, and then get Executioner on them for the rest. Yeah, Wrecking Blow does so much more. Executioner really doesn't do much damage if you think about it until no. the bot now near when the last 20% because it does more damage based on the amount of health they're losing. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to 300%, I think. Yeah. It, it takes, um, an insane amount of damage. It's really, really, really good after that. I, right now my bar, and again, take this into account. Um, I should actually probably look at the notes because I do have a few things written down because I was actually working on my build this entire week because i hit vr 16 this week too so yay um don't don't be too impressed i dinged over vr 15 after completing one quest because i had so much experience so uh don't be impressed um i only had to do one vr and i wasn't really grinding or anything i was just messing around in imperial city and i i got it um but my bar right now as a templar biting jabs does so much damage because of the perk uh, burning light, which has a chance to let me pull it up here so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Burning light is a passive under the Adric spear line, gives you 25% chance to cause an extra, in my case, 2680 magic damage anytime you hit with an Adric spear ability. Biting jabs hits four times in like a second, so <laughs> there's a good chance to get that to proc. And, and do a lot of damage. So that's my main damage ability. I then have Wrecking Blow for CC. Uh, Executioner. Um, camouflaged Hunter, though, I should really... That got changed since this patch. I should make it Evil Hunter. It's not as good anymore, unless you're in PvP. And Rally for my two-handed bar. Um, there's an interesting concept. Uh, have you guys looked at the Moleg Canna set? The two set monster bonus, which uh, what level is that? Sixteen. Uh, it could be any. It it drops out of the Imperial White Tower, I, I think. Um, essentially, it's a two set bonus. One gives weapon damage. One does a chance to, or when you perform three light attacks in a row, it makes you go into overkill, which increases your damage by like fifty percent. Overkill? Do they take that straight out of Final Fantasy? I. I possibly <laughs> um let me just make sure i know exactly what i'm talking about but you would think that light attacks aren't really all that good right because i mean they're nice for building up um your ultimate but really you're supposed yeah. to weave them in between attacks i don't know if this is a a bug or if it's intended but you can actually do light attack wrecking blow light attack and it procs Molag Kenna right now Ah. Yeah, I'm trying to get the Viper um, 
set at the moment because uh, that does some decent boost to crit. The Viper are the the new one, the Venom one, because there's the Venom. There's a um, it's, the Viper no, set. Um, yeah, it's called um, uh, what is it called now? The um, something of the Viper. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, I, used, I used I used to use that. I've got a piece of it somewhere, but um, I haven't I haven't managed to found many pieces of it at all. Mm. But it's of the Viper. Of okay. Um, the set is called. Uh, Viper Sting is the set name. Okay. And so two items you get um, bonus to crit. Three you get a big boost to stamina. Another gets you more crit and another uh, also adds uh, 1200 poison damage to every melee attack. Ooh. Yeah, it's a a nice set. Yeah, it's a vet 14 set. It reduces um, it increases potion duration and you get a health bump. Uh, healthy uh, passive for having a piece equipped, so it's pretty decent set. That does seem pretty nice. I uh, I like that. Um, one of the things that was an issue this patch is the fact that they didn't update a lot of sets from VR14. So, uh, and a lot of the new sets that were released are just honestly PV, very PvP focused. And therefore, not very good for the type of play that I do, which is mostly PvE, right? Um, and with that being said, almost all the best in slot gear this time is crafted for me. Um, and I, I've been talking with Outcast, and I, I, the best in slot. I love his Jabs Mania build, but I don't dual wield. I like, I like um, the big two hander. It's just what I like. It actually doesn't do much less damage, and he even confirmed that with me. He's like, really, the only thing you're missing is you're losing one minor weapon damage buff by going dual wield, or by going two-hand instead of dual wield, so you're not losing that much. Not enough to be like, oh, I've completely, you know, ruined my character. So I can play with a style that I like and still do good damage, Um, Mm. which is preferable to me. You know, like, I, I just don't like dual wield. Um, not as a main main set. I know you mean. There's something quite satisfying about dual wield, though. Even if, like, if you're playing solo and you're quite high level, like, things generally aren't a challenge in the main, you know, main part of the game until you get to Craglorn or Delves and, and stuff like that. Um, but it feels fast. Like, it feels so fast that it's quite satisfying. And I've enjoyed that. I, don't get me wrong. I really like dual wield as well. Um, someone is someone helping me. Oh yeah, someone is helping me. <laughs> That's it. Imperial City. I love it, but it scared the the poop out of me because I'm sitting here attacking something, and all of a sudden I see a fireball whizzing out of the sky. Oh, it was. It's a it's a DC player, and he was helping me. Wow, that's surprising. Maybe he wasn't helping me. Maybe he was trying to kill me and just hit the enemy. It's symbiosis. Uh, You have a the enemy of your enemy is your friend. I guess like until you don't have another enemy, and then your enemies. Yep, I it works. Well, he was up on a on a like on a ramp or something. Like he's really high up in the air. Oh, I see where he's at. He's on the um the place where DC jumps in. And he's sitting there. I I almost feel like he was trying to kill me. It's just so happened that 
he was targeting the enemy instead. Uh, ooh, King Crow. Oh, I entered combat from where? I don't know. Anyway, um, it was yeah, it was just fascinating. Like it was just really, really fascinating to to see. But almost all of our stuff is crafted now, which in a way is good because I don't have to rely on um rng from dungeons with the exception of one piece i need one piece of mole kenna um i may go for two to try out that over that over over uh kill build um but i i don't have a lot of hopes for it yet but i don't have to switch out a lot of gear it's just there it is um but it's all hundings uh two night mothers and then the agility arm or uh jewelry and then mole kenna um which really wouldn't be too much of a problem except for how many pieces you need to hit vr 16 you need like 130 of the new materials so i've been farming like crazy to try to get these new materials um yeah so that is something I've been working on. So uh, I'm probably going to actually try to trade some of the cloth because I don't need the cloth right now for either leather or metal so I can get my my last pieces. So, um, yeah, that's uh, been about it for my gameplay for this week. So, um, yeah, guys, that's that's about it. Uh, so much fun though. I'm enjoying the Imperial city. Not so much for the PVP cause I'm not really a PVP -er. I, I mean, I don't mind it. I like having it in my game. Don't get me wrong. I hate games that are just solely PVE. Um, at least for the most part, even though that's the type of play I like, I, I like to know that I can go into PVP if I desire. I don't often, but I like to know I can do it. Um, so there's that, but it's just, I don't know. It's just the nostalgia of the Imperial city. Uh, I have an affinity with podcasts and one of the podcasts I listen to is probably insanely boring for most people. It's called the history of Rome. I love it. It's a history podcast. And one of the things that I've always loved about elder scrolls is that the Imperials are essentially the Roman empire. Uh, so every time I listen to that, I is it weird that I mix real world history and when I'm listening about Rome, I think of the Imperial City and Elder Scrolls. It's definitely not weird. I, I really yeah. hope my kid never hope asked me about like the Roman Empire and goes, Daddy, <laughs> I need help with the with uh, a, a thing for Rome for school. Well, yes. When Talos ascended to godhood. <laughs> <laughs> he's he will probably get like expelled going no none his of this is correct his teacher would be an altmer so you'd be <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and i got an f was it a dirty altmer <laughs> is your teacher an altmer <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know it's it, it's one of my favorite aspects of this game and walking around the city and the way designed it made it feel like ancient Rome. I'm just in love with it. So I'm all over it. All over it. All right. Moving on to our, well, let's see, our email section, our mailbag. Because we did have, oh, oh, we do have an email and awesome. 
He's in chat. Toybox. We got an email from you. Everyone at Tales of Damriel Podcast, greetings. After episode or after listening to episode 78, Crying Over Spilled Mead, I had to try it. I don't uh, particularly enjoy drinking beer as the aftertaste is horrendous. However, I do enjoy liquor and whiskey among you know, among the wines. Mead, I have to say, is my new favorite alcoholic beverage. Well, that's me clapping for you, sir. Awesome. I I approve of this. I had what is called the Honeywood at a local brewery. As the name implies, it's strong honey flavor. So good and hit so hard. Obviously, they most meads do. Uh, the fiance had to drive us home that night. Awesome. Anyways, I just want to say thank you for the bad influence of your podcast anytime. Uh, and for producing a great podcast. Keep up the great work. I hope uh, to game with you all soon in Tamriel. Uh, P.S. Where do you purchase your mead? What's your favorite flavor? Okay. I know this isn't necessarily Elder Scrolls related, but I'm a Nord, so it sort of is. Um, there is a local brewery here called Stonekeep in Pennsylvania where I live. They do really good mead if I'm buying it. Now, with that being said, I've been really addicted to the American Homebrewers Association website. Uh, and I've been brewing my own mead um, these past several months. And that was the offending mead that was spilled in that episode, which made me really, really upset because it wasn't just like going out and buying, you know, a $20 bottle of mead at a liquor store. That was six months of my labor down the drain or more specifically on my crotch. And it made me very upset. Uh, But I do make my own mead. My favorite is actually what is considered traditional mead, which is literally just water, honey and yeast. Um, obviously the more honey you put into it, the more flavor you get out of it. Um, it also determined by the type of honey you use, because this is really fascinating. Depending on what flowers the bees, um, feed on during the honey making process, they get a little bit of that flavor in the honey. So like if, if the bees are, feeding off of like an orange blossom, like an orange uh, orchard, you'll actually get a citrus aftertaste in the honey. It's really, really fascinating. Um, a lot of what I've been brewing recently falls under what's called melomels, which are honey or traditional mead, but you add fruit to it. Um, one of my favorites is I had a strawberry one recently that was really good, and I've actually been making one. One of my next batches actually is strawberry and raspberry Mellow Mel that I've made. I'm really excited for that one to to open up. Um, but obviously my favorite is just the plain old traditional. So check when you purchase your mead. Ask them if it has any kind of fruit in it. It's considered a Mellow Mel. Um, but... If you're looking for a traditional mead, it's simply honey and water. And for those who don't know, most mead does carry somewhere in the 15 to 17% alcohol range. So there's a reason why the Nords are so happy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of an off note, I've actually gotten requests to do a video on the dungeon crawler network on my mead making process. So I am actually going to be doing that Hmm. in the future. Like I will record myself as I make mead and show everybody how I go about making my homemade mead. So, um, 
for those who are at all interested. So even if you live in a dry state, it's very easy to uh, <laughs> to get these things because, I mean, you can get yeast anywhere. Uh, I would prefer you buy specific wine yeast because it just it, it, it works better. Uh, but you can use bread yeast. Uh, you might get a little bit of a bitter after flavor. But if you take it out after about a month, after the fermenting process is mostly done, you can avoid a lot of that. And you can also do what's called back flavoring by adding more honey into it later and then letting it sit and ferment after you removed it from the yeast bed. So I, I've really been addicted to, to doing this stuff. So sorry, guys, sort of off topic, but it was an email and I'm a Nord. So I really feel like talking mead fits Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Toy boxes in chat saying he's in Michigan having issues purchasing at liquor stores. Meat is a hard thing to come across because it honestly, let's face it. It's, it's an old beverage and it's not super popular. I mean, I don't know why it's not. It's delicious, but it's, it's not popular in terms of, of the alcohol consumed, at least in the States, because it's too expensive for the alcoholics who would rather just have beer um, it, it, it does have a very sweet taste. So if your palate is more aligned to bitter, you're going to want to stick to the beers um, because hops obviously are bitter, whereas honey is very sweet. And if you don't like sweet things, you're not going to like mead because it's essentially alcoholic honey. So, all right. Honey, heart and grain. That's right. Art. Absolutely. Uh, there's a song from uh, if you haven't listened to it, it's from Miracle of Sound called Nord Mead. You should listen to it. Nate, have you listened to that song? Because you should. It's on YouTube. I have not listened to that song. No, but I am buying up my pieces of the uh, Viper set oh, now. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. So nice. I've got four of them. Nice. Excellent. How much are they running currently? Uh, very, very little. About five, six hundred gold. I did overpay for one of them. But I, I love this. One of the names, Belly Scales of the Viper. Belly Scales. It's only 600. I think it's because uh, the value has gone down since the highest rank became Vet 16. So you can actually get some bargains on Vet 14 stuff at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of sets that aren't upgrading have lost a lot of their value because they're not Vet 16. So yeah. like even even the set that was going for like half a million gold per piece right now which is like Cyrodiil's Light and um, the Ravager gear is going for almost nothing now. I spent almost a million gold on my Ravager gear and I couldn't even give it away now. It's kind of sad. Must hurt. It, it does. It really does. It really 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 does. It, all that money I spent and right now it's, it's barely worth breaking down for the uh, hoping to get you know, a tempering alloy back. That's really the only reason why I have it. All right, guys, it's the end of the show. I hope you had fun. I know I did. Let's go ahead and give our final thoughts and where people can find us. Let us start with Nate. Well, you can find me in several places. Number one, on the EU mega server. I am at Langson 101. That's L-A-N-X-O-N-101, the numbers. Um, and I play an EP. I'm on Twitter at Nate Langson, N-A-T-E-L-A-N-X-O-N. 
And I also have a tech podcast that uh, is pretty popular if you're interested in technology and my voice. And that's called Text Message, T-E-C-H apostrophe S message. That's on well, all the usual places you would find a podcast. Or if you just Google my name, no one else has my name. So I'm pretty easy to find on Google. Nice. I do, I do uh, indeed encourage people, if you're interested in tech, to listen to his podcast because I... I am subscribed and I, uh, I, I, I find it fantastic. So <laughs> definitely listen. All right. Uh, Avi. Avi. Oh, sorry. I've muted. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a really good show. Had a great time. Always good to talk some Elder Scrolls. If you want to find me anywhere on the internet or in game is where I'm mostly at. It's at Avi Optimal, A-V-I-O-P-T-I-M-A-L. All right. Um, Setsua will be, I guess he'll be back a little bit because he uh, had to run and, and do something else. So unfortunately, he's not here. Or is he here? No, I just yeah, got here. back. Oh, sweet. Yeah, right. just got back. <laughs> All right, Setsua. Give your give your away. All right. Well, um, I had a lot of fun. I always enjoy coming on this show and talking about Elder Scrolls and hanging out with my buds. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you can find me mostly on... Um, PlayStation Network for anyone that's playing the PS4 at Setsua25, S-E-T-S-U-A-2-5. And my Twitter is uh, Chocobo Knights Setsu, I believe. Um, they wouldn't let me put the A, so I'm not really sure, but it's just S-E-T-S-U. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. And you can find me, Agelos, on Twitter at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. Guess what W-O-F stands for and win a prize. Uh, prize isn't worth anything. You can <laughs> find me on DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, which is where we do all of the fun stuff that we do for the network, including Tales of Tamriel, Dungeon Crawler Network podcast, The Midnight Hour, and Chocobo Nights. Um, you can find us right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. We record every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So come on out, chat with us, have a good time, and possibly drink some mead. We hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. See you, everybody. Stay moist. <laughs> I'll feed us in. <laughs> <laughs>